I got turned down by every single television station in this town. They said, oh, Jan, um, we don't think that radio people can make the transition to television. We don't think radio reporters know what you have to do to be a, a news reporter for television. That was journalist and educator Jan Yanahiro. I'm Jeff. Welcome to Storied San Francisco, a weekly podcast where San Franciscans from all walks of life share their stories, and you get to know your neighbors. We hope that you're all doing well during these unusual times. Please follow us on social media, where we're doing our best to pass along accurate, useful information, including letting you know which San Francisco restaurants are open for delivery and takeout during our time of sheltering in place. In this podcast, Jan talks about her career in journalism. After getting her foot in the door in radio, she really wanted to be on TV, but got rejection after rejection. Finally, with just enough persistence, TV came to her with a revolutionary idea in programming. After leaving TV, Jan was tapped to found and run the Multimedia Communications Department at the Academy of Art University, where she's been the director for 12 years now. She left off in part one with her story of arriving in San Francisco. Here's Jan. So that's what I did. Okay. I became a secretary at in the newsroom at KFRC, Top 40, Big 610. So you moved here with a job. I moved here with a job. Where did you live? Did you live in the city? I did live in the city. So Where? being a flight attendant was lovely because um, I lived with other flight attendants right here in, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So in Chicago, I lived with flight attendants. In San Francisco, I lived with two flight attendants. It was a three-bedroom um, apartment right in California at Franklin. Cable car. Oh. I caught the cable car every day to come yeah, to work at KFRC. So that was the network I had was mm-hmm. um, the flight attendants. You know, take We take care of each other. Mm-hmm. We say, yep. And, and there's a trust that I think, you know, you have. So, yes, I came here living with two other flight attendants. Okay, so you moved to San Francisco. You're where, you're you're a secretary. Secretary at, at the radio KFRC, KFRC, the Big 610. What's next for Janiana Hero? When so I became the secretary in this newsroom and you know granted my degree is in journalism so I can write, I know about news and and feature stories and I said this is what I want to do then after being there I said I want to be a reporter. So I made friends with all the reporters in that radio station. And it wasn't a big um, newsroom. And so I said, let, I would say to them, let me do that phone call for you. Let me write your story. Will you teach me how to do radio reporting? Mm -hmm. I made friends with the engineer. I'd bring him donuts and he would run the um, tape. It was tape. Oh yeah. Tape. Audio tape. He would run the audio tape, and I would look at the copy, and I would read copy again and again and again so that I can become better and more proficient. Mm-hmm. And so I had my day job, and then, you know, at 6 o'clock, I'd say to the engineer, hey, nobody's here yet. Can I get on? And and then, I, you know, on weekends, I'd come in. On weekends, I'd shadow reporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the week, I'd say to some reporters, "Let me, you want to call the mayor? May I place that call for you? So you just learn on the job. You got you 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 learned by doing absolutely by just doing it, and but and also just asking if you can do things. Raise your hand, people. Raise your hand. Yeah. Step up. Ask. 
you'd be surprised that people will help you. Mm-hmm. But you've mm-hmm. got to step forward and you've got to say, I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. you got to bribe with donuts. <laughs> I was going to say, let's go Bribe with donuts. Donuts, <laughs> donuts don't say, hurt the proposition say at the all. Say the audio engineer, would you run some audio tape? I'm going to practice reading this script mm-hmm. for radio. Mm-hmm. And so I did four years of radio, became a, a news reporter, and um, had my own talk show on on the Big Six Ten, and loved it. But along the way, I said, "Oh, you know, I would love to try television." Mm-hmm. And I had made up my mind that before I turned thirty, I was going to try television. Okay. And so, um, while I was a news reporter, made friends with all the television reporters. In this market, San Francisco. Was it back? This is like a three net, three network. Yeah, it was just ABC, CBS, NBC at the yeah, time. Yeah. Just three stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox News was a distant yeah. way back then. Yeah. If only we had known. I know. Just kidding. <laughs> so, but I just thought There's three. That was important. So I set that goal for myself mm-hmm. that before I turned thirty, I would want to be with a television station. I want to try. I got turned down by mm-hmm. every single television station in this town. Okay, of course you. Did. They said. Oh, Jan, um, we don't think that radio people can make the transition to television. Hmm. We don't think radio reporters know what you have to do to be a, a news reporter for television. I suspect what they were really saying is that we don't have any Asian faces. We're not ready for a Japanese American woman to be yeah. on television. We don't know, you know. M- your name is unusual, Jan, you're on a hero. And that's how I reported on radio. So I was not going to change for television because mm-hmm. I had established a brand in radio. Absolutely. And, and so... Was your show called the Jan Yen Hero Show? No, or? so it, I was a re- reporter. I did news news reports. So for KFRC Radio, I'm Jan Yen a hero reporting. Right. I mean, you know, so you do that. And then I had a show called Equal Time. We're talking about women... Back then in the 70s, DRA. we're talking the about era, era. equality yes. and equal pay. Back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I These even, are not new ideas. I even did a segment about women keeping their own names. Awesome. Um, because I had married um, by that time, by the time I was in radio, and, and I had married uh, a gentleman named John Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so odd if I had to change my name to Zimmerman. Because mm-hmm. I didn't look like a Zimmerman. We had, yeah. we had three kids, and their names are Zimmerman, which is fine. Jan Zimmerman is not... Well, I didn't look. I didn't a, look. That's a different person. <laughs> uh, so I did a story about women keeping their own names okay. and why. And you know, and that was just the beginning of equal it. Equal you know, and, and, and so equal time. So I remember that. Um, I also did a talk show about any topic. It was called Focus. And it, whatever year it was, Focus... 1974, Focus, 75, Focus. I mean, you know, whatever year it was, it was a focus. And we invited politicians to community organizers to what's going on in the city. Mm -hmm. So it really sort of wet my chops to to know what's going on in San Francisco. Were you still at the radio in 78? No, by that time, I had transitioned to television. Okay, so So, I guess, sorry, I got got ahead. Let's back up then. Yeah, So, so uh, so I did four years in radio. KFRC, okay. then started started to audition to be report to be a reporter. I thought I could transition from a radio reporter to a television reporter, and every television station in this town turned me down. Okay, and then 
uh, KFR, um, I've been there four years, and then KPIX, CBS 5, mm-hmm. was starting this new show called Evening Magazine. So they had the sh- they already had the show. No, they were going to start the show. Or, but, it, but, it was but, an, but it was theirs. It was theirs. Okay. It was a, an experimental show, yes. they said. And I said, I will come and audition. So I went back knocking on their door again after they had turned me down As to a be reporter. a news reporter, mm-hmm. uh, saying that, you know, we don't think the news reporters can, radio reporters can make the transition to television. I really think they were saying, you know, we don't see any Asian faces on television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they couldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I went back and I, I think I auditioned about six times for this brand new wow. experimental show called Evening Magazine. Okay. And I got hired. And I was 28. Wow. So I made my goal of getting before in 30. before 30. I, and it, um, were you, when you were auditioning, were you already auditioning with some of the folks you would later go on air with? Uh, absolutely. They would have you I, I pair uh, up? Yeah, because you, you audition with other co hosts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, because it was going to be male, female, Actually, the original show was two men and a woman. Okay. So I auditioned with, I don't know, six different men. Um, and so, you know, you, you just, but I wanted to, I was hungry to do television, so Jeff. So I'm going to, they call me back, would you come and audition with this other, oh yes, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Because you're hungry to do it and you would do what it takes to get there. That's what I felt. Awesome. So for folks who aren't familiar, can you tell us what Evening Magazine was? So Evening Magazine debuted in 1976. I was doing the auditions for the show in 1975. We were the first show in the country to use video. Hmm. And we it's significant back then because everybody else was using film mm-hmm. of course now everybody uses their digital. phone so right, right, and it's digital right, right, phone right. and everything else you know but it was three quarter inch tape mm-hmm. back then and it was videotape mm-hmm. and no one else in the country was using video mm-hmm. everybody else is using film so this bold experimental show in san francisco kpix cbs was going to use video on a bold experimental show that would strip five days a week, 7.30 at night, Mm -hmm. and never been done before. That's after the news and right before the show. After the news and right before, yeah. So it's 7.30 to 8 o'clock. So 8 o'clock is prime time. Mm -hmm. So we were just before prime time. Mm -hmm. And everybody else uh, on other stations, it was all about game shows. Game shows. Game shows was stripped. Mm, Um, And so... I think we took the place of the $25,000 pyramid <laughs> on oh. one day, and oh. then I can't remember what the other days were. And, and, yeah. um, and, and in the beginning, when our show debuted, people said, well, what happened to my $25,000 pyramid? <laughs> you know, And now, of course, it's more money than $25,000. You know, and, and I wanted to be a part of this bold experiment. I thought, what have, what have I got to lose? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I kept going back to audition, audition, audition. Finally, they selected me. And um, it was this bold experimental show that Variety, the newspaper in Hollywood, mm-hmm. put us in the front page and mm-hmm. said, um, experimental show on KPIX San Francisco, uh, destined to fail in eight weeks. Okay. And talk about a boost of confidence. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Eight. We didn't even give us. We there. weren't even given us thirteen. They gave us eight weeks, wow. and I. I still have that clip. Of course, good. I, I have the. That's your rejection letter. Yeah, and I. <laughs> I still have it. It yeah. was printed back then. You know, it's. Oh yeah. 
And I thought, well, but we're going to give it the old college try. And for me, the show, we started the pilot 75, and the show ended for me in December of 1990. So wow. it was almost a 15-year run. Wow. And it really defined my career because I got to travel the world, Jeff, and interview the rich Meet and the famous, people, yeah. from you know Julia Roberts to Harrison Ford to Kevin Costner to a sumo wrestler in Japan to Armani in Milan, Italy, to meet the Australian rules football players in Sydney, <laughs> Australia. Awesome. You know, to I mean, I, it was the dream job, the For dream job. And then I stayed on after the show ended in. December of 1990, I stayed on with Channel 5 for five more years, and I became an entertainment reporter. Okay. So really, I had a 20-year run at uh, CBS in San Francisco, which yeah. is pretty significant in in my humble opinion. Absolutely. And I'm grateful, really grateful, and, and I'm really humbled by the experience because it defined my career. It defined mm-hmm. my brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. As you should be. Was... The, at the time the show launched, was the format itself also experimental? Totally. Or, so it wasn't just the videos part. It was like this whole show, nothing like that had been done before. And I know from my own experience that, and I'm going to guess that your show was sort of the catalyst or inspiration, all sorts of copies. It started happening. So We you, had one in Texas called PM Magazine. Yeah, PM Magazine was yeah. also part of our... our oh, our whole, that was our, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, um, so we were Evening Lisa Magazine. Lisa Gibbons. Lisa Gibbons. Yeah. And she was... So there were five Evening Magazine shows. Group W owned it. And when sure. they wanted to expand to other um, cities... Markets, yeah. Uh, at, at the high, it was 125 markets. They had to expand it as PM Magazine because yeah. the name Evening Magazine was already taken in Seattle. Okay. So so then it became PM Magazine. But the beauty is we shared the same stories. So we did air Lisa Gibbons' stories here in San Francisco, and they aired my stories in Texas and Boston. And every and, and so, you know, to this day, I, I, I'm humbled when people say, oh, I saw you on this show called PM Magazine in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I lived in Boston. And, and I went, oh, my gosh, you remember. Uh, so I'm really humbled by that, that mm-hmm. people remember. So... Um, we, we had incredible shows and stories. We were the first to come up with what's called the magazine format. Okay. And the magazine format means you have a little bit about entertainment. You have some local stories. You have some news stories. You have some sports stories. You have some feature stories about lifestyle and, and human interest. Him, human interest and, yeah. and, and local things about restaurants and, you know, great restaurants and or tips on... Um, you know, where to go, what to do. And, and so that was a more magazine format. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know, proud is not perhaps the right word, but the we, we've been written up as we were the foundation for what then became reality TV mm. and entertainment, entertainment, like entertainment tonight, access Hollywood, that we were their foundation Mm. because those shows, reality TV and, um, entertainment tonight, entertainment shows, sports shows were not yet launched. And so I remember reading about this, that, you know, we were the foundation for the launch of reality TV and, and entertainment and sports and even cooking, because we had 
a, a chef cook on our show. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I went, oh, my gosh, because those things had never been done before. Right. So 15 years on air, five more years with the station, then what? And then I did take a break. Um, okay. My husband, um, John Zimmerman, whom we talked about, we were married 22 years. We had three lovely children, and he died at the age of 46 of brain cancer. Oh, wow. And never, we never saw it coming. Yeah. Um, and our children at the time were 12, 10, and 6 years old. So I did take a break mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to make sure that my children would be good and together mm-hmm. and that our, their lives would go on. And, um, and, and then I started to freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different places hired me to freelance. And so the kids were growing up. And then um, in the kids were grown and... And I had different projects along the way. I mean, I did. Uh, I was I was working with AAA, and I was doing a radio show for them. Uh, AAA travel tips. Were you over in the building on Hayes? Yeah, no, I was over in the building oh. on Van Ness. They had this huge building on Van Ness. And Hayes and Van Ness. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, the yes. building I used to work in. Okay, there you go. The academy owns it now. Yeah. Well, half half of it. Yes, half, half of, of it. it. Yeah. So for six years, I worked with them, and I created some television shows and radio. Every week, I was on the uh, KCBS radio with a AAA travel tip. Awesome. Um, and so so I did that for six years. Uh, Jennifer Sebo Newsom and I did Giving Five with Jan and Jen mm-hmm. on KPIX TV. Mm-hmm. It's all about how people give back and why. <laughs> and so we did this television series by Giving five, because Channel Five, right. giving five with Jan and Jen, Jennifer Sipo Newsom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we did that project. So I had these projects along the way. Mm-hmm. And then it was um, 2008. Elisa Stevens called me one day. She's the president of Academy of Art University. And mm-hmm. she, Jan, let's talk. Let's have lunch. I have an idea that I'd like to, you know, run by you. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And her idea was for me to come to this university and start a brand new department mm-hmm. on communications and media and broadcasting. And um, I knew immediately when she pitched me the idea that I was going to do it, Jeff. And I just knew immediately this was the next big thing that I was going to do. I just knew it in in every fiber of my body. I, this is what... so. Literally, after the meeting with Elisa and her dad and some other department heads, Simon Unglis and, you know, everybody, there were about eight people there. Mm-hmm. I said to her, walking out of the meeting, I said, Elisa, I'm old and I'm bossy, <laughs> but I'm going to make this happen for you. I'm going to build this program for awesome. you. And here we are. And here we are. And I remember another woman back then, Gladys Parent Palmer. She was a head of fashion. And this is a shout out to women to make sure that you support other women. She took my hand and she said, Jan, after the meeting, march back with me to my office. She was a head of fashion. I said, okay. She sits me down and she looks at me. She said, this is my office. And saw great work that she was doing. And she looked at me. She pointed her finger at me. And she goes, Jan. You are going to do this, build this program and broadcasting, and I'm going to help you. And I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So, you know, 
the story is that women must support other women. Absolutely. I've always tried to make the door a little wider for women of color mm -hmm. and women in radio, in television, here at the university. We have to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I say great men. I married a couple of men, mm -hmm. so I like men. Mm -hmm. So, yep, men, please come in and get jobs too. Yeah. But let's, women, let's support other women. Lift each other up. Absolutely, because, you know, you lift one person up, everybody gets lifted mm -hmm. up. So that's really important to me, mm -hmm. that women support other women, people of color support other people of color, that we all make sure that we reach behind and take the hand from somebody behind us and bring them forward. That's awesome. And also, you had mentioned earlier... Um, I think it was coming out of school, either becoming a teacher or a nurse, and now you're a teacher. And now I'm a now teacher. You're a teacher. I have fulfilled my father's dream. Too bad he never got to see it. I hope he, he knows from above that I got to do what he wanted me to do because it's a good job for a woman, he said. It's a great job if you love it, mm -hmm. for a man or for a woman. Mm -hmm. It's a great job because it can be, it's such a cliche, I know, but it can be so rewarding in ways that I never dreamed that you can help shape a young person's life, that they actually look to you for guidance and advice. And because I'm here 72 years young, I've got a lot of, you know, my journey has been long and different and circuitous and, and um, sometimes very challenging. Um, I, you know, was married, had children, had a career, several careers, lost a spouse, remarried, got more, you know, had more, had two other stepchildren, um, got divorced along the way. I mean, my journey has been rich with experience. It's been a, you know, some, the journey, you know, there are times that, you know, especially going through divorce, it was pretty tough. Mm -hmm. You know, self-esteem goes mm -hmm. down, you question your own worth and your value. When I lost my first husband after 22 years, you know, we're going to grow old together. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, he's 40, I was 46, so w why? Yeah. Why, why did this happen? We were just beginning the good part of our lives. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, you got to grab a hold of your life. And if you're on this journey and this path and wham, you get knocked back off off the path you must find a way to get back on and you can and you've got to ask for help you've got to reach somebody else's hand and you can do it it's not going to be always easy but you can repot yourself you know reinvent yourself absolutely and you can do it again and you must and you know and friends help you you know, and this is why I wrote the book, This Is Not the Life I Ordered, mm -hmm. because I wrote it with several other women. In the darkest of times, you know, your friends, especially women friends, will find ways to lift you up. And if it's not the life you ordered, you can begin again. That was Jan Yenihiro. Check back next Tuesday when we'll hear from musician Irene Espiritu. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. The photography for this episode is by me, Jeff Hunt. 
I also host and produce the show. Our website is storiedsf.com, where you can browse more than 100 episodes, check out all of our live events, and visit our store to help support us. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. If that's Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do us a favor and rate and review what we do. And lastly, if you have any feedback for us or suggested guests, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.